What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 125 of your favorite podcast, The Cardi Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we have a very, very, the most special guest that we have ever had in 125 episodes of The Cardi Podcast. My girlfriend, Megan Long, is joining us today, and we are going to bring some mentality fire. I cannot wait to talk to you guys inside about getting out of your own fucking way, leveling up, and just becoming a greater human fulfilling your calls and your purpose on this earth inside i cannot wait there's some fire you guys are going to be ready run through a goddamn wall when we're done as always brought to you by revive supplements brought to you by raw supplements use code mahaley at checkout and please scroll down to the bottom of this page rate us five stars i really appreciate you guys for getting us to 523 ratings so far let's keep pushing it i cannot wait to talk i'll see you inside all right, you guys, I told you that by the end of January, I would love to have 500 five-star reviews on the podcast, and you guys have far surpassed that. With How, how, how much time do we have left in January? What's, what's today's Today's the uh, 26th. The tr- today's 25th. So we still have, well, by the time it launches, 26. Yes, exactly. So we still have exactly five what full I was fucking thinking. days. <laughs> Dude, we have five full fucking days. We're about to get to 550. Holy shit. Hell yeah. You know what's really cool about this? We, are, we have more ratings than any other bodybuilding-focused podcast out there. So you can essentially say we're the number one bodybuilding podcast in the world. And that's really fucking cool. I appreciate you guys. We are also over 50,000 downloads for the month, which is our biggest month we have ever had. And by the end of the month, we're actually going to be close to 70,000 on the current trajectory. So this is really fucking cool, you guys. You know that my goal for this year is 1 million downloads. And um, with our current growth trajectory, it looks like we are going to hit that. And today, Today, I think we have a guest on that's going to be able to help us get a little bit closer to that goal. We have the one and only. You guys have been waiting for it. You guys have been craving it. You guys have been wanting to have her on. Wondering what it's like. What is it like to date the Justin Mahaley? <laughs> Make it long is on the podcast today. How you feeling? How you doing? I'm really well now that I'm finally on this podcast after a hundred million episodes. Let's see, 120. <laughs> what is this? 124? Is this 125? 125. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know that's pretty good. That's pretty. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's about it's about 0.7 percent of the episodes that you've been a part of. I'm not gonna lie, it took me 118. So <laughs> and who, you still beat me. Who had the odds on that Brandon was the mailman on the podcast? <laughs> the fucking mailman came on the podcast before <laughs> Megan did. Holy shit! All right. <laughs> All right, answer the question. Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to know. What is it like dating? No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to fucking talk about that. <laughs> I was going to be like, what's it like fucking Justin Bailey? <laughs> well, her brother's on the podcast. That's fucked up, right? No one wants to. A lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, obviously, what's really, really, really fucking unique about Megan, well, a lot of things, um, I'll keep it as PC as possible here, (laughs) what's really unique about Megan is is the mentality of which she kind of lives her day-to-day life, and, you know, 
it's 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 interesting because uh, before uh, before Megan and I were even really friends, I know my mentality kind of caused a lot of haters, if you will. A lot of people uh, just fucking hate me because I'm all in. I'm an extremist. It's all or nothing. It's fucking you know just just give your heart your soul, your mind, your body to achieve something and don't let anything left unturned, unsaid, unread, anything at all, right? And well, Megan's extremely fucking similar to that. It's like the it's like the female version of my mentality. And you know, it's it's interesting because it's crazy to see the people who that empowers. Like like isn't it wild sometimes like we talk about it. Like it's wild that you, you see the people who like comment hateful shit or like don't fucking vibe with it. And like, you see how they are and how they conduct themselves like in their life. And, like you go to their Instagram page and it's like, Oh, it makes a lot of like, how sense. How do you have any room to fucking yeah. say anything? Like, and it you, just becomes comical. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like you've never been great for a minute in your life. You're mad at me because like, I'm doing things yeah. I actually like. Yeah. You're miserable. Because so I say shit and I follow you. through. You want to yeah. punch yourself in the yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're so angry that you have to, you know, unleash out on someone who's an extremist because you just cannot, you, you can't relate. And so one of my favorite things about you is you just, you never quit. And I learned that about you really, really, really fucking early on. Like before we were dating, before we were even really tight, because I met you in Chicago and it was, it was for Junior Nats, uh, or not the second time we met was in Chicago for Junior Nats. Um, and you had a very poor showing. Um, you, you, you know, you, you weren't ready. You weren't prepared to be there. Um, you, you had a poor showing and you never really got down on yourself about it. I remember you talking to your coach at the time, meet laughter, and you kind of turned the page, you know, onto what's next. And, you know, it was like a, it was like a never fucking quit mentality. And it's like, you, you're, you're so achievement focused. When was this, like, when did, you, when did this become part of your life? Like, so you know how many women never fucking have that? Like, like, I, I don't mean to fucking stereotype, but you guys listen to this, all so know what I'm saying. How, how many women are so scared to step into their power that they have? And it seemed like you stepped into it at such a young age. Just kind of talk more about your background. How did you come about that mentality? How did you come about just wanting to fucking win and be a high achiever so bad? Um, it honestly started in high school when I, I realized that I had to work twice as hard than anybody else to kind of mm -hmm. get where I wanted to be or needed to be. I never really had any kind of gen genetic makeup to be, like, good at sports or even, like, any kind of good physique or anything mm -hmm. like that. But I was, I've always been a leader. Yeah. I've always been someone that people kind of just followed. Um, I just had that mentality and that personality that, that – was able to lead people and guide people. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of carried that on throughout. Um, and it only got more and more powerful. Um, even when I graduated high school early, I decided that all of the people that I was around, you know, from a small town and everything, was just so average. Yeah. And I was looking up at, you know, even my, my parents, my family, my friends, moms, and everybody was always just so unhappy. And I didn't know that, that it all started at that age. Um, Making those decisions to be powerful. I actually want to kind of say something about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a microphone <laughs> malfunction and no, make no, it completely wrong. I was too focused. But, but Brandon, go ahead. It's because she was not always like that. Obviously, like I would know. Megan didn't develop um, a sort of winner's mentality until after she graduated high school. And... For a long time, it was, you know, for lack of a better term, she lived in my shadow because mm -hmm. I was always very successful with sports. 
Yeah. Megan wasn't very good at sports. She I don't think we've ever told the podcast about that. We don't even. But go ahead. Yeah. We don't even <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of used to losing, honestly. I got, really? I just kind of accepted I that. that I wasn't really good at something. Um, so when I decided to start working out, I just needed a hobby. I wasn't good at, uh, I wasn't really good at, I was okay. Yeah. I was still enough to be like right, on varsity. I still got picked, but I didn't like, I wasn't like a all-star starter. I knew I wasn't going to college for sports. Yeah. Um, I loved school, but I didn't love it enough to go to college for academics. Yeah. Even. So I kind of just had to find where, where I was good at. I was like, I need to figure out what I'm good at and I need to get fucking busy. Yeah. So, so it, it's interesting because we've actually talked about that, you know, a lot over the last, um, what, like year plus. Um, so in high school, kind of building upon what Brandon was talking about, like Brandon's like high school, he was like the all-star running back. They won state championships and baseball and football, right? Yeah. Baseball and football. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he was like, he was like the guy, he was like the go-to, uh, like you need to play, you go through Brandon and you know, Megan was big time cheerleader and you know, was super involved in that. But like, as everyone here knows, like when, when brother's the football star, you're kind of in that shadow. And it's a place you kind of get used to. And it's a place you just kind of get put. Like all of a sudden you're like, you're, oh, you're Brandon Long's sister. Right. Rather than you're Megan Long. Right? I would, right? people would introduce, oh, you're Brandon Long's sister. And I would say, no, I'm Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, but that's why it's so unique that you're such a natural born leader. And it, you're not someone who just follows at the wayside and just kind of like, you're not someone who just kind of like lets shit happen and you see how you respond. Like you're kind of always dictating the flow. You lead the training session, you lead your clients, you lead individuals who you impact on social media. I mean, I mean, fuck you lead the household. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you're, you're a leader in so many places and within your upbringing, that wasn't really the case. And I think this is a testament to like, like, do you guys agree? Do you guys like, you can learn how to become a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, like I, it's either nurture or it's nature. And like, for me, it was 100% nurture for Megan. It was hundred percent nurture for Brandon. It was more so nature right. than it was for us. Um, you know, like I was you know, captain of the track team and I was captain of basketball and I was, um, you know, all of that fucking stuff. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always like that. I, you know, I used to be terrified to speak up. I used to be terrified to like fuck up. I used to be terrified, you know, to do X, Y, Z. And so I just kind of like let other people do it. And like I cast the responsibility on other people. But there's something so powerful about a person who's willing to, to, to put the responsibility, to put the burden on their shoulders and the entire responsibility and the entire well-being and, and, and say, you know what, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking carry this. I'm going to carry this fucking burden as far as I can possibly go because I trust myself to carry it more than I trust somebody else to carry it. And we don't have enough of that. What we have, I truly believe, um, I mean, you know, we, unfortunately, you know, very fortunately in our circle, we don't have a lot of it, but you know, we see a lot of hot potato going on. Yeah. Like the, you, the do it, you do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like yeah. it's always being cast off to other people. And, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, one, this is something that's kind of taught in school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I think we're kind of set up for failure from the get go there. Uh, two, you know, everyone gets a participation trophy and, you know, the world yep. that we live in now. Yeah. Um, you know, three, the, the, there's, there's almost too many resources that failure is not even really allowed. Mm-hmm. And I think w- when you start embracing failure, when you start allowing failure to be part of your day-to-day life, 
which, yeah, no one wants to fucking fail at things every day. But, I mean, dude, as, like, a successful business owner myself, I fail at something every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, in the gym we go, we fail at something every single day. When you allow that to just become part of your life, you stop fucking fearing it and you start embracing it. Because like, you're always going to learn something from you're it. You're always going to learn something. You know what's not going to work. Well, yeah. I failed because... And, and then, you can as, then you can assess the situation. Yeah. Why did I fail? Yeah. But if you don't try, then you're never going to know why you failed. And I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head there saying that I trust myself to lead far more than I trust other yeah. people. I think yeah. there's maybe, you know, one or two other people, um, especially, you know, you're one of them. If you say, just trust me, I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, very few people I can say, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and show me the way. Yeah. Because if I fail, I want it to be my own fault. So I don't have exactly. any way. I don't have any fingers to point. There's no. I failed because of me, not because of you. Yeah. There's no room for blame. Exactly. And exactly. I, I think that's a powerful place to be where more people need to step up. More people need to understand, dude, it's okay. But also, I mean, those are the people who. Like, like, like Brandon kind of said it earlier, and I'm going to bring it back up. Like, you know, making them always picked for things. Well, the people you want to pick for things, the people you want to promote within your company, the people you want to work with, the people you want to be around, the people you want to date, the people you want to have deep relationships with are the people who aren't fucking afraid to just stick their fucking necks out there, be something, stand for something, do literally anything. I mean, we see it all the time, and, you know, it's in our political climate. It's, 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 it's in the media. It's in our workforce of everyone is so goddamn afraid to fuck up. And let me tell you, you know, it's, it's funny. I responded to a DM earlier today um, about, like, overcoming fear and stuff like that. And you know what? I hate when people bring that up. Do you hate when people ask you about yeah. overcoming fear? Like, How did yeah, you like, overcome like, fear? You just yeah, fucking you, did. You literally just <laughs> do it. Like, what do you mean? Like, fear is in an element of everything. Like, you and I are in a relationship. I, 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 I said this to Megan. I actually scared the shit out of her when we first started dating. Well, you know, we're either going to break up or we're going to get married. But, like, the reality is there's That's a true. massive, yeah. there's a it's massive gonna fear. Work or it's yeah, not. yeah. Th- there's no other possible outcome. <laughs> That's literally how I've learned no, I'm just my whole entire time. life yeah. was worst case scenario. I yeah. always plan out worst case scenario. Well, you have we're to gonna just, do this. Worst case scenario, we'll fucking, we'll go to jail. You have to just, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to die. But, like, if you yeah. absolutely plan out the worst yeah. case scenario of, of a situation, yeah. okay, we're going to go out tonight. Worst case scenario, we don't have a great time. We exactly. Well, and that exactly. that is even fearful too. You know, you're saying that. Well, we're either gonna get married or you break up. You feel like you put a lot of pressure. Like, wow, <laughs> might as well just break up now. Because I know. Fuck. I know. <laughs> but, but but I think there's power in what's understanding. And like what I try to do with every situation we go into, whether it be a business endeavor, bringing on a new employee, getting rid of an employee, whatever it might be, or in a bodybuilding endeavor, you know, you add in a little bit more anabolics or you add in a little bit more volume or you add a little bit more food. What's the worst thing that can happen Mm -hmm. here? Because there's always a, to every action that you do, to every reaction, there's a pro con list, right? And it's going to be charted out right fucking in front of you. If you actually look out to see it, to find it and to understand it. And it's just understanding the give take, right? It's the if the pros slightly outweigh the cons, then it's probably something worth doing. At least in my opinion, I'm an aggressive person by nature, but at least in my opinion, it's something that's worth doing. And I, I, I think people truly get paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. They overview. I mean, we have clients who do that shit. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me questions about 
I, I, I can't even think of something off the top of my head. Um, that that's a point zero zero one percent variable, but you're overlooking the ten percent variable. Should I be taking BCAAs? Yeah, like something like that. But you're not <laughs> even hitting your fucking protein. <laughs> yeah. And and like one of these equates to you becoming a better athlete, and the other one doesn't fucking matter yeah. at yeah, all yeah, in absolutely. the slightest. Mm. And and people get people get. Uh, paralysis by analysis in every single thing that they do but dude like fuck the fear like the fear has to fucking go if you've never overcome or conquered the emotion of fucking fear i guarantee you are average as fuck look at yourself right now if you Have haven't you by ever, now when you're listening to this podcast you probably never i will. mean holy fucking <laughs> shit like by this point yeah if, if i haven't forced you to overcome some element of fear i mean I mean, a, a, a lot of you tune into this podcast knowing you're about to get called the fuck out. Yep. And a lot of this podcast is me calling myself the fuck out to force myself to level up too. Like, it's not like I'm this fucking perfect person. I shit figured out. Like, I failed quite a bit today. I can think of multiple times on top of my head <laughs> that I fucking failed, right? right? Like, it's not good enough. It's never going to be good enough. But if you don't have the fucking balls to stick up and just punch it in the fucking face, just give it a go. Like, you're not even willing to bet on yourself yeah. what's the worst like, case literally what's the worst fucking thing that can happen exactly i actually and want to talk about a specific person ray yeah. jones came up to me the other day yeah rachel she said what, yeah. what gave you the guts to start your youtube like yeah i want to do it so bad and i'm like i just fucking did it yeah you just start literally i was just, just like go. what's the worst case scenario i get fucking no views yeah yeah like no one pays attention. miguel <laughs> miguel years. was talking to me about that in the gym the exactly. other day too and i was like what's the worst thing that can happen and you know for a fucking 17 year old his response was pretty fucking dope he was like yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if no one fucking watches it. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, exactly. it really fucking does Start your fucking YouTube, dude. We put out this podcast not knowing if anyone would tune in. And now this morning, we or no, two mornings ago, we were ranked 131 in the world. Like, in, in, in how many months? Ten months? Nine months? Nine and a half months? We've gone from, we had zero fucking episodes, zero fans, zero listeners, to we're literally almost top 100 in the world being nominated for awards being nominated for <laughs> awards yeah we got nominated for a couple awards the other day and and yeah i mean it's no big deal it's just another day <laughs> yeah actually i i i i should uh, i should tell the 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 um listeners about that i didn't that. realize that you didn't so, already i apologize yeah yeah no no i didn't um so i was actually nominated for a few really cool awards this past week i told megan i'm, I'm i need to uh, keep a notebook of the award nominations but obviously <laughs> You guys know about Austin 40 under 40. Um, next week, Austin 30 under 30 comes out, and I'm assuming I'll be on 30 under 30. Um, last week, I was nominated for best bodybuilding coach and best bodybuilding team. I was top eight in both. I'm a finalist for both. Um, and this, what, three days ago, two days ago, um, I have three awards nominations for the Grower Die podcast. Uh, so thank you guys. Uh, for for you know supporting for spreading this it's really cool um, nominated for best fitness podcast we're a finalist for best fitness podcast um, there's four finalists for each yep yeah best fitness podcast most informative podcast and breakout podcast of the year um, so we're nominated for all three of those um, and yeah so you know it's it's definitely really exciting I definitely appreciate you guys that's why like you guys don't understand how much the five star reviews mean. You guys don't understand how much the Instagram story shares mean. You guys don't understand how much the reviews left down below mean. But all that stuff means so much. 
And I mean, this week we invested another $2,000 into the podcast to make it better to bring more. Um, this upcoming week we're investing um, another four or $5,000 into the podcast to make it better and more. We're about to have a nasty, wild fucking YouTube channel um, that you guys are going to be able to tune into. It's going to be really, really, really fucking exciting. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up because honestly, I was going to forget about it and I don't think I was going to fucking... Yeah, how do you uh, just forget about that? This is all that? happening because you said... Who cares? It, because I said, fuck it. And I started the podcast. And he treats it so casually. Yeah. 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 But, but, and don't fucking look at this. Like, well, you have 41,000 followers in this big, that means nothing. That means literally, I mean, look at all the people who have podcasts that have millions and millions of followers who have, who make my following look so tiny and so minute that uh, like I shouldn't even be a factor. That means nothing at all. Fuck. I mean, one of my points to talk about with Megan here is actually, let's talk about it now. You guys might might not know Tim Ferriss' 1,000-person impact theory. If you don't know Tim Ferriss, um, he's a very philosophical person. He actually lives here in the greatest uh, city in the world in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've actually been able to meet him one time. It was really fucking cool. He'll never remember me, but I definitely remember that. Um Amazing guy, amazing author, philanthropist, just an amazing fucking human. The 1,000 uh, person impact theory. This is what I built my entire company, my entire impact. Every single thing that I have was on this 1,000 person impact theory. And right now, I'm watching Megan do it in real time also as she launched her coaching company um, that's doing fucking incredible so far. I mean, she's already talking about assistant coaches. She's already talking about the build-out. She's already talking about what comes next. And she's doing an amazing job with her clients. The 1,000 person impact theory is all you have to do to make a million dollars is to accrue 1,000 fans. What are a thousand fans? A thousand Instagram followers is a thousand fans. A thousand engaged Instagram followers is a thousand fans. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You know how many people I know with millions of followers on Instagram? I know a lot of people, which is kind of cool. Humble brag moment. I know a lot of people with over a million followers on Instagram. I'm very fortunate to have that. You know how many of them are broke as shit? You know how many of them aren't making close to the dollars that even Megan is with eight to almost 9,000 followers? You know how many of them have no fucking actual impact over anyone they follow? And that's why they don't make any money from it. That's why they don't have any, any, any impact with it. That's why there's nothing behind their word. It's just a figurehead, right? The 1,000-person impact theory is you need 1,000 fans, 1,000 people who are engaged with you, 1,000 people who believe in you, and 1,000 people who value you. That's all that you need is 1,000 individuals. To make your mark on Instagram, to make your mark on social media, you add value. You provide value every single day. You provide value at a high clip. This causes people to be your fan. You become a person of your word. You stick your neck out. You do things that are in line with your morality and people who are in line with you are going to, um, you know, are, are going to follow you. They're going to find you and, and they're going to be part of what you're doing. That's what Megan's done at such a high level. Honestly, a higher level than anyone I've ever really seen do it. I mean, she has you know less than nine thousand followers, and her shit pops off. I mean, her reach is is not far behind mine, with five times more followers. And you might say, well, she's a fucking hot girl, and all that. No, that that it doesn't matter. I, 
I've dated a lot of hot girls who don't have close. <laughs> they don't have close to the impact that Megan has. You have to provide something other than being hot. And you're hot, yeah. okay, now what? And look at every caption she writes. Look at her Q&As. You know, you're doing a Q&A right now that's extremely in-depth and extremely informative. And, you know, you, you know, I, I think everyone kind of knows this by now. Recently, I fired two of my coaches. You know what was a massive reason why I fired them? They have no impact whatsoever over their following. They, have, they don't provide any value. They provide fu- they provide false information, and I was tired of teaching, and they don't back up anything that they say they're about. They had some pretty big followings too. They, really they, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they had the two biggest followings on my on my staff. Right, right. Um, just, I think that's really special about Megan is she's so transparent and exactly. so real. Exactly, with everything that she does. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not afraid just, to ask. These even bought if into Megan. Yeah, yeah. People they buy into her. Buy like she literally has a fan base. Exactly. I would say she's already over a thousand. Oh yeah, she has way more than a thousand fans. Yeah, way she more than a thousand fans. And so like, you're vulnerable. You're transparent. We talked about this when we had uh, Dan, Danny, and Jay Minks on here. Why? Why? What calls you? What allows you? Is it the security you have within yourself? Is it just that you really know and understand yourself? What allows you to just be so transparent, so vulnerable, so relatable with people? I, d- I feel like people want to feel like they're a part of something. They and do. they they want to feel like they can relate to people, which is why I try to throw in more than just fitness, training, in the gym. I'm not just, like, a girl with fucking abs. Like, yeah. I actually have been through hard times. We have tits, too. <laughs> <laughs> I also have fingers. <laughs> That's all. And the podcast. I have, I have abs and tits. Abs and tits. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> so people, like I said, they want to be a part of something. They want to feel like they're relatable like oh she's been through that too mm-hmm. even just recently you know going through having um breast augmentation i've i mean i've had probably over 500 dms yeah. by now just asking about it because people aren't transparent about it. i don't know if you notice like people on instagram get surgery and just keep going about their lives like we, we we notice that you have tits now yeah. like, <laughs> and you want to yeah. you know you want to have an impact but like people want to hear about that stuff and you're and you're shying away from the reality of yeah. things. So I'm open about it. Yeah, I had no tits and I got them. What's up? You yeah. have questions? Ask me. Yeah. So like I said, people just want to be a part of something and I want to be more relatable and know that you can go through shit and still overcome it. Um, And not just play woe is me. I mean, a year ago, look where I was. Yeah. I could have sat there and sulked in it and played woe is me and my situation sucks and where I came from sucks and I have no resources because, I mean, I really didn't have any yeah, resources, have any, yeah. nothing. I was kind of your first resource in your life yeah, that you ever had. Yeah, yeah. And, and not being afraid to ask. I still, I did, like we said, a Q&A today, and I answered a question. And I was very confident in my answer, but yeah. I was still like, hey, can you make sure I'm not bullshitting yeah, anybody? She, yeah, she wanted me to go double check. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I really feel confident in my answer. I think you're going to yeah. be really proud of me, I, but I, I want to make sure I'm not providing yeah. any kind of false information more than just you know reassuring myself. I want to make sure people aren't taking the wrong the wrong thing from what I'm saying because you know a recent Q and A happened from a previous coach who it started to affect my clientele, uh-huh. and that's yep. when I started getting frustrated. Like my clients Same. are coming to me now asking me about someone else's Q and a like this, yeah. this is starting to affect my life too. Yeah. Um, so because the answers were so off. Exactly. And that's so special that you care so much. Too. Yeah. yeah. That, and a lot of coaches don't, yeah. And they won't seek that extra opinion and they'll no. just put that fucking shit out. They'll just, they ra- they'd rather say something to make themselves look better quick than, Hey, let me figure it out real quick. Cause I don't, I don't know anything. I honestly feel like I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me look it up real quick. Let me reach out to Come my on. resources, find something I can get some data and actual facts 
this for you on and then I'll get back to you. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, it's just humility. Right. And you, all, all, all these people that were referencing, they all had these resources that were just so overwhelmingly powerful within this industry. And, you know, Megan uses them, you know, like Kenny and Sarah use them. Yep. Uh, like Brandon uses them. Um, you know, all, like all my current coaching staff uses this resource. I mean, even Kelly, like, I think we'll all agree that Kelly's more advanced than 99.99999% of coaches yeah. there are, right. you know, in, in, in the world. And I mean, her, she still asks me things and she still runs things by me. And, you know, it speaks, it's humility. I mean, I talk to Matt about things and Matt talks to me about things yep. like you always want to cross reference. You always want to double check. But I also think there's an important note here about choosing your coach. Um, you know, I, I, I talked um, on Cody Janice's podcast that Mark Tominick and I were on recently about one way to kind of bullshit proof your coaching hire is pay attention to Q and A's. Are the answers really vague or are the answers detailed? Are they in depth? Is it real? Is there actual effort being put forth there? And you know, something that you'll see with Mark and I and Megan's coming around to doing it as well. Kelly does a fantastic job of it. I was watching Kenny's Q and A today. That was really fucking good. Brandon Cooper's Q and A tonight. You know, one of my assistant coaches, I texted him and I was like, that's, that's like, you're doing a great fucking Q and A right now. It's in depth. It's detailed. Yep. There's real fucking answers here. You can't just fucking Google it and get the answer. And I see some big name coaches who you can literally, I, I told, I, I forget who I told recently. I was like, next time they do Q and A and they get asked about PEDs, Google that PED. I said this on Cody Jones podcast. podcast. Google that PED and read the first thing that comes up. That's where they're getting their information from. That's, that's horrifying because Google's the worst fucking place I have ever seen PED information be spread on. You know, that's what makes me really proud about Megan within this coaching profession is like she adds another good coach to a place that fucking needs a lot more good yeah. coaches in it. Um, but I think something else, and I, I remember telling Megan this early on when we were friends, um, the security she has in herself. I've never met a woman more secure than than Megan there, there's there's literally no fucking insecurities and like to me that blows my fucking mind like she's always kind of shown up like it, it's never in an arrogant way it's always just in a you know I know what I'm bringing to the table and like now what do you have to offer me type situation um like I think that's fucking powerful and like you obviously put a lot of fucking work into yourself. And it's interesting because we look back on like when I told you that compared to now and like how secure <laughs> you are now makes the old you look insecure, yeah. but the old you yeah. was so secure. Like what kind of brought you around? I know there's a lot of it's women listening to this podcast. <laughs> it was the tits. Oh my God. Brandon's right. It was the tits. Well, we I don't need even, to answer that question anymore. <laughs> no, I didn't even want them because I was like, I have to take six weeks out of the gym. Honestly, I really don't mind not having tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. She talks about them all the time. Yeah. Oh, even. <laughs> but I think. I think the main thing was I, I went through some shit by myself, and so I, I ate alone for a while. So yep. I, I told myself that if people are going to be at my table, they need to bring something to yep. me because I've been eating alone, and I'm comfortable with it. I'm fine with it. I'm growing by myself. So you need to add to my life. Yeah. If you're not adding to it, and I don't mean that in 
any kind of arrogant way, if you're not adding to it, essentially you're taking from it because yeah, I have to provide you energy yeah. of some sort, yeah. whether it's attention or words of affirmation, whatever it may be, I have to provide you something. So you're not bringing anything to me. You're yeah. taking away from me. It's Because that's energy. Exactly. Yeah. That's energy I could be pouring elsewhere into my clients, into my business, into my sessions, into my prep. To someone into else. Anything else. Yeah, right. But you're bringing me nothing. Yeah. So I just I just adapted that mentality of anyone who's coming to my table isn't showing up empty-handed. Yep, 100%. So as soon as I adapted that mentality and just got really selective with my friends, um, you know, even my relationships, things like that, I noticed a huge shift in the people I was attracting to. Stop settling. I wasn't attracting people because I wanted them I or I even needed them, Mm -hmm. you know. It's a yeah. different type of energy when you need nobody. Right? Yep, a hundred percent. And 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 that's that's something that I think all three of us have been really good at. We've all kind of seen the bottom. We've all been at rock bottom, and we've all li- like literally. There's nothing that can happen to me here right now that drives me lower and deeper than that. Um, you know, I I had a pretty intensive scent um, with you know some suicidal thoughts and tendencies. Um, you know, that was back, what, three and a half, four years ago, something like that, um, to where nothing could ever be worse than this. And then, you know, my, my previous relationship ended and all of this bullshit that wasn't real was being posted everywhere and said everywhere. And my name was being slandered. Like, you know, why the fuck do you guys care? Like, like, honestly, Mm -hmm. like you're the biggest thing you guys have to care about is like my name, like what I'm doing. Like, that's why I don't fucking post about relationships anymore because you guys ruined, not you guys listening to this. You guys are fucking dope. Specific names here. (laughs) Oh, I've got some names, motherfucker. We can roll with it. (laughs) We can have a real good podcast. Crack open a whisk. I need to just make sure we don't do that as a good (laughs) co-host. We need to keep it somewhat stable. We might. I have to edit that out, <laughs> but I, I there, there, there's true power and understanding rock fucking bottom. And I'm not encouraging you to, Hey, go seek out rock bottom. <laughs> I'm encouraging you to fucking be alone and eat alone. What do you bring to the table? What if you go alone and you're fucking empty handed and you realize, Oh fuck, I'm the problem. Oh fuck. I'm the toxic one. Cause I had that realization. We've all been the toxic one. And we if all you, have toxic tendencies. And we too. all still have toxic yep. tendencies. If you don't think you're toxic whatsoever, then you are playing yourself. Go to the bottom. Be alone. See, most people cast this off, cast off alone time and, and, and you know, just isolation as something that's inherently negative. And I'm someone who, I'm an extreme extrovert. I'm obnoxious. I recharge, my battery recharges when I am around other people and in social environments and in high energy environments. And so for me, being hard was, being alone was really fucking hard. Being hard was really alone. That always sucks when being hard is really alone. <laughs> I prefer to not have that problem. Um, so <laughs> Megan usually helps me take care of that <laughs> issue. Uh, <laughs> so like, with, not me, be alone. not me, Megan. Be alone. <laughs> Shut up. And see how far you can go. See how far you can push your abilities, what you're providing to yourself, what you're bringing to your own fucking table, and then go back out. Go back out and search for people. Go back out and create your wolf pack and find your wolf pack. And look at the quality of person that you're bringing in. 
now compared to where you were when you were just kind of hopping over, you know, skipping over the alone time and skipping over your offering of what you actually show up with. There's so much fucking power in that. Don't be scared to be alone. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. It's going to be dark and it's going to get worse before it gets better. But if you're hanging on to an empty relationship, like Brandon said, like you, you alluded to, um, Cut the, cut the emptiness off. If they don't show up for you, if they don't serve you, are they pushing you mentally, intellectually, spiritually, physically? You should always be being pushed. Cut that shit off because it's not serving your growth as a person. Look at your surroundings. Look at your environment. Look at your friends. Look at everything that you have going on. Look at where you live. Literally every single thing yeah. you have going on. What is it doing to serve you and push you harder and further? And once you figure that out, too, you'll come out of that being able to oh, yeah. choose everything choose. that you want. You'll be choose your environment. Look at choose us. Choose your friends. Look at us. We the choose. the people you surround yourself yep. with and yep. what kind of environment you want to build. You yep. can build your yeah. empire. You can well, literally. It's, it's, it's like yeah. create, a fu- create a fucking life. It literally, you come out. Rap. It's like Sims. It you guys know the game Sims? <laughs> you literally come out and now you're the overruling God of your own fucking life. And you start attracting other people who are in that same fucking realm. And holy fucking shit, what you can build together is unreal. But so many people expend so much energy and put their whole fucking battery into shit that doesn't serve them. Why am I always trying? Why am I stuck in the same place? Why am I not going anywhere? What have I done the last 12 months? Oh, fuck. I haven't done anything. But then you don't want to make a fucking change because you're scared of fear. You're scared of failure. And you have to be able to put yourself out there. And you know, it's dope because Megan's done such a good job of that. And honestly, it was real fucking dope because, you know, when <laughs> when we started dating, um, so I went through a massive whore phase, right? <laughs> and Megan was like the end of that whore phase. <laughs> And, you know, I was, I was, I was probably doing some things I shouldn't be doing, but like every female throughout this phase is females love power and they crave power. Every female throughout this phase was just like slobbering over the fucking idea of me. Right. And then here comes Megan. And actually I have a funny story about first time we hung out. Here comes Megan. Who's like, you know, messages me back on her fucking Didn't time. even know you and your and girlfriend broke up. <laughs> didn't even know that me and my ex had broken up. I had like spell it out for her. I, I, I you know, I thought she put it together or I just thought maybe she wouldn't care. Like, I don't fucking know. And, and the first time we hung out, well, how she realized we broke up is I went furniture shopping for my new condo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this story? Do I want to know the story? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. there's one part that you might not want to know. Okay. I, I might omit it. We'll see how the story the goes. The funny part about it is, is I'm like looking back at like the time that this happened. Yeah. You guys were both so ugly. <laughs> I know. I know. We look back on our pictures. That's how like, we feel about no, you now. <laughs> Brandon's still in the ugly face. <laughs> we're waiting for the glow of it happening yeah. to us. Yeah, we underwent it. We're the fuck's yours. A little more I'm, testosterone. I'm at the tail end of the whore face. Okay. Here. All right. All right. Oh, there we go. I'm coming. Close. Yeah, you're about to get wiped up. So you're peaking. It's starting to peak. I was picking so. applications for wives only. You're a whore, please. <laughs> a whore He's stable. over you. Oh, uh, it's just so. So we went out and, uh, you know, we, we went furniture shopping. And we went to Living Spaces, which is a really nice furniture place. And this is going to sound really douchey to all the women out here. And all the men are going to be like, yeah, brother, I would do the same thing. So, you know, I got a little bit of cash. Like, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm a bachelor. I've never been, I've never been like, a wealthy bachelor in a big city. And I'm like, I am going to go so hard. Well, Megan, I never hung out, you know, before this. So, she meets and me Mind you, I didn't spaces. even know that he, I, like, I knew he made 
money, but I didn't like care enough to pay attention yeah. and like, oh, he got it like that. So, <laughs> so you know, we're looking at these things and like she picks out this like $5,000 couch. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'll, I'll fucking get that one. Like I like that one too, you know, it's cool. It ain't no thing. And, and she, she walked away. And remember the dude? Yeah, there was I this little guy. It was, he was like a high school looking dude or something. And he made a comment like, "Like, man, she's hot." And I was like, "Yeah, we'll fuck her on this couch." <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up fucking our manifestation. Dude. And then we I sold made it, it. happen. <laughs> and, and then so you know, like we bought, like she literally picked out every single thing that went in this condo. And you know, like I was chilled, I was vibing. I was like, she's not impressed at all right now. <laughs> like I'm dropping stacks at living spaces, and she could not be less impressed. And so, so we have to go around to pick something up, uh, to pick something up out and back. And I'm I'm in my condo at this point. It's completely fucking empty. I'm in my fucking condo, and you know, so I ask her if she wants to ride around and get it with me. And Megan doesn't know what kind of car I drive at the time. And one of my big things in my little horror phase was like, oh, you know what? I'll come pick you up. Hey, so I, I have a really nice BMW X5. It's it's like all souped out. It's it's a super rare edition, right? And every time I pick a girl up in this car, he's like, "Oh my god, like I love your car." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you like that? Just <laughs> just, just wait till you see what's underneath Fuck these clothes." clothes. <laughs> 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 and you know, just super fucking douchey, right? And I, I wouldn't actually say that, but that, that wasn't my line. I promise. It. Yeah, I was thinking it. I was thinking it. Like, oh, just wait till we get back to the you spot. You want your seat heater on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You like you that, like that seat heater girl? <laughs> the back's got heated seats too. <laughs> and they lay down. So, and they lay all the way down. So, so. We like she comes out, she gets in the car, and, like we drive around back, and she's not impressed by how much cash I just spent at living spaces. She's made no comment about the car. <laughs> I don't even think she realizes it's a BMW that she's in. Like, I, and, like I'm just like rolling around back, and I'm like, I'm like low key getting frustrated. Like, yo, give me some validation. Like, <laughs> because we were also in that time of like, so like. I'm trying to fuck, but I don't know if she is on the same page. I was just trying to be there for a homie. <laughs> yeah, and like like Megan was just trying to be there for a fucking homie. And like I am back there and they're like loading up the back of my fucking uh, uh, my my BMW some things that I bought. And I was just like, I don't think she's into me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I brought her here to try to impress her, but then later on I, I realized my whole entire bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pay rent. <laughs> Actually can't get the condo now. I hope you have the couch. I gotta sell the condo. No, so so I realized really quickly later that day of like, wait, that's kind of chick you want, right? That's kind of chick you fucking want. She she has no idea what just happened, or she just doesn't fucking care what the fuck just happened. And ever since then, it was like fucking happily ever after, you know. Yeah, it's kind of what happened. Those that. Yeah, happily, happily ever after. I still right? like that though. I'm like, hey, babe, this is on that's sale. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> That's how we grew up, though. Money was never, like, a huge thing for us. Yeah. We never had a ton of it. Yeah. So, like, having a ton of it, we just, like, it, we don't know. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, like, it kind of, like, goes with being hot. Yeah. Like, okay, you have money, now what? Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to sleep at night with your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> it does nothing yeah. for me. My name's not attached to it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any Can't money. Can't go 50-50 with a hope. Make sure you hit her with the brain up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no, f- funny little backstory there. Oh, my God, people. I think we're crazy. We literally are. It is a cool story. Yeah, but um, it, it's funny looking back upon like how much has changed since then. Our first date was at Living Spaces. Our first date was Living Spaces, dude. <laughs> how romantic. And now we That's go like real. twice a week. Literally, now we can't stop going into Living Spaces. And you know what's funny? Every time we walk into Living Space, I'm like, 
Hey, babe, remember that time we met here? <laughs> I'm like, no, where? Yeah. 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 We're going to get married at Living Spaces. <laughs> On the couch. On the couch. Yeah, there we go. You're all invited. Every <laughs> podcast listener is invited. So um, something, the, the, the last kind of point that I want to talk about here is something that I haven't talked about to you guys for a while. And it's something that we see really, really commonly. And I think even going into the new year um, and, you know, now, ironically, we see everything opening back up again. I'm sure it has nothing to do with political parties, whatever. Um, we see things opening back up again. And there's optimism and people are happy and people are excited and their Instagram captions are enthralling and they're filled with marketing and sales and all of that. So you guys notice how I never market, I never sell? There's a reason for that. And that's probably the coach that you want to hire. It's the one who doesn't market and doesn't do sales shit. Like, I don't even post my fucking clients hardly anymore. You don't post your codes. I, I don't post my codes anywhere. Hey, I got I posted. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, you got posted. Well, you look gnarly. No, but like, <laughs> like, you sell yourself based off of you. you exactly. You have success. You have data that shows yeah. that you don't need to say, no. hey, I'm doing a sale. Come fucking sign up. No. no. If you have, you can go to your page and say, okay, this guy's a good fucking coach. I don't yeah. care what he's running. Yeah. I want to be on his fucking team. Yeah. And it's actually really cool. I talked about that with my close friends during the week. I was responding to applications. This week, I went back to like December 13th, and I responded to 20 applications, and 18 of those people accepted their application within like five fucking hours. Like almost immediately, they had waited that fucking long to hear back from me. Like I appreciate that, and I think that's dope. But like Brandon said, like the resume's there. The resume's Mm -hmm. been built. Hire people who aren't fucking salesy and aren't fucking marketing. You want to know why? The time spent in sales and marketing, I spend with my clients. They're taken away from their clients. I do not, I don't believe in it. I don't agree with it. I think your work should fucking speak for itself. And on Team Mahaley, it fucking speaks for itself, right? So, we're doers. All of us in this room, we do shit. We say something, and you don't have to worry about it getting backed up. You know. You know that it's going to get back up, back, backed up. The one item here is, I don't know about you guys. For me, I didn't used to be that way. I was not like that. I would just talk, 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 and nothing ever fucking happened. Nothing ever showed up. Nothing ever transpired. It was just talk, and it was mindless words, and there was no action ever put behind it. And one day, you know what kind of clicked for me? And then I want to hear kind of how Megan came about becoming such a doer. Because I don't think she's ever said something to me that didn't fucking end up happening. I'm very confident it's never happened. One day, I was just like, dude, you're embarrassing. (laughs) Like, you say shit around your friends, and, like, they don't even believe it because you haven't done anything. Like, you've been, I've been stuck in the revolving door. Where I'm just going around and around and around for years, like two fucking years. I just like spun my fucking wheels around doing literally nothing. Like I'm stuck in mud. Like I'm stuck in quicksand. I'm barely fucking staying afloat, right? Like the thought of it was way yeah, better was than way actually better. executing. Yeah, because the actual execution takes work and it takes energy and it takes persistence and it takes learning and it takes being adaptable. And I was terrified yep. of letting myself down. I was terrified of failure. And I was terrified. What? What's so unique? I was terrified of losing my money, and that is something that so many people, so many people, just are so so fucking freaked out about. But I've told you a story about when I hired Stephen. I only could afford to pay him five hundred dollars a month. I I didn't even have five hundred spare dollars a month. That's just all I could afford to pay him. And 
if you guys knew what I paid him now, you'd lose your fucking minds. And he's only been with me two years and a month. So that's 25 months. Like what we've done that time is amazing, right? You have to take a, a, a successful business owner trades money for time. An unsuccessful business owner trades time for money. You can never get time back. You can always get money back. And this is a little bit away from the topic, but something I want you guys thinking about because I know a lot of you guys hit me up about your side hustle. A lot of you guys hit me up about your side passion. A lot of you guys hit me up about how do you get started. Well, you just got to have a little bit of cash. A little bit of cash. You just got to cut back somewhere for a little bit of time. And you can find a way to get started with that. But do not ever, ever, ever trade time for money. If you suck at something in your business, you are the weakest link in your business if you choose to execute that task. You're only as good as your weakest link. If you have a business that's failing and you are doing shit that you suck at, you have to outsource that. And as soon as that levels up in your business, you don't see it now. But I promise you, I promise you, as soon as that levels up in your business, your entire business goes to the next level. But it's like that everywhere in your life. Are you trading value for time or time for value? What are you doing? And so I just decided one day, you know, I'm going to stop talking. And I'm just going to bring value and I'm going to grow this value. And I'm going to choose to spend my time incredibly wisely while I continue to expand my value, expand my impact and expand, you know, whatever the mission is that I wanted to accomplish. And so Megan, were you always a do or were you always someone who just like said something and got it done? Or did you have to like learn? Was that more nature or nurture for you? Yeah, I've always, I've always been a man of my word yeah. and that's something you're I, a man. That's something I take great pride in. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's why, you know, when we are late to events or things, I get I get so flustered because I said I'm going to be there at 1130. I need to be there at 1130. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've kind of always been a woman of my, <laughs> <laughs> of my word, but I didn't believe in myself enough to actually say things out loud. Yeah. So ah, I knew yes. if I couldn't cash a check i'm not writing it. yeah that makes so sense. eventually i just started writing checks and i had to cash them yeah, um, even yeah. something last week i put on my instagram that i'm gonna start my youtube yeah and i put it out there to hold me accountable because you i've been wanting to start it for, for yeah how long. <laughs> but seriously yeah i i've been wanting to start it for so long and i'm like if i put this out there and tell my followers i'm starting a youtube i have to cash that tomorrow check. morning at 5 a.m we're starting your youtube yep Tomorrow at 5 a.m. Yeah, YouTube starts. <laughs> so excited. It's right now. It's 9 p.m. So, yeah, in about eight <laughs> hours, we'll be starting your YouTube. I'm really excited for that. But, no, like that that makes a lot of sense. You didn't have the belief to put it out there because you weren't sure of your own capabilities. I think that's another place that a lot of people struggle. It, it's like writer's block, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you start thinking about it, and then it just kind of cuts off. Yeah. Because you're not sure of your How own capabilities. How am I going to do this? What yeah. resources do yeah. I have? Do you yeah. remember when I when I first told you 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 were having struggles within the business, and I said you're yeah. only as strong as your weakest link? Yep. It's really shitty when you realize you're your own weakest yeah. link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just stopped being my own weakest yeah. link. Yeah. And use your resources. Exactly. And, and use your resources. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Even when resources. it comes to competing, bodybuilding, I mean, going into a training session, I I write my sets down and my reps with pen on paper because yeah. I'm getting those fucking reps. Yeah. It's yeah. already written down. I have no choice. Even if they're forced, I'm still getting them. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's great power in that. It is. And I'm not scribbling out in my logbook. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah. No, I, if I, I think I've one time I've scribbled out my logbook and I wrote fucking pathetic next yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I do that shit. I literally write pathetic next to my sets in my logbook. Pathetic oh, yeah, six reps. Oh, I was, was 
pissed. You were throwing some fucking. I was. Yeah, Ian's like, "What do I do?" I said, "Leave him alone." Yeah, yeah. He just underperformed from the previous week. The two previous weeks, he underperformed from that week, and so he was just fucking furious. Yeah, my lift went backwards, and I mean, nothing sucks as bad as that. Like, it feels like Dustin Poirier just fucking hit me with the combo. Well, because you know you're not going to get another chance at it for another week. Yeah, so you have to obsess over it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, let me try that again. No, it's done. Yeah. And See, what's wild is outside of that, if you look at my logbook outside that, I had one of the best fucking push sessions I've ever had in my life. But that little minute and thing. And that's all I focus on. Like, you asked me at night how I was doing, and I was like, oh, honestly, I'm so pissed about what happened in the gym earlier. And the rest of my logbook was fucking just flawless. And that one fucking lift. But if you want to be great at something, you know, I, I, I saw something today. It was something about Tom Brady. Um, and it's something that I can relate to, not because I want to be the best bodybuilder in the world, but because... It, it, it's as a bodybuilding coach, it's but it's more than just a bodybuilding coach. There's something that I want to be the best in the world at, and I haven't quite pinpointed exactly what it is yet. Um, th- there's something I want to be the best in the world at, and the the quote said, um, "You don't understand, or the, no, the mentality hits different when you're training to be the best in the world." And I remember I read that, and and I was laying in bed, I was sitting on a nap. And I lay there and I just like kind of thought about it. Actually, I ended up having a dream about it. But I thought about it there for a while of this is why there's so many people who just don't understand me. Mm -hmm. This is why there's a lot of hate that constantly circulates around the message that I put out. This is, and and, and then I was thinking about an external view of, wow, the same as Tom Brady. It's the same as Nick Saban. It's the same as LeBron James. I'm not even close. I, I, I shouldn't even be mentioning the same book as them yet. But it's the same as those people. You really don't understand what it's like until you're training to be the best in the world. The mentality hits different. When you truly want to be there standing at the end of the day, no one is better than me at X, Y, and Z, at anything. No one's better than Tom Brady. Who, no one who has ever put their hand on a football is better than Tom Brady at football. No one who's ever put their hand on a basketball is a bigger winner than LeBron James. And that includes Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan, amazing fucking... Uh, you guys can argue all you want amongst yourselves. LeBron's numbers, how many finals he's been to is unbelievable, especially with the fucking talent he's been surrounded by a majority of his career. No one's better than Nick Saban. No one who's ever coached a sport is better than Nick Saban. Like, these people are doing it right now in real time right in front of us, and they just get hate on. They get shit on. They get stones cast at them. Or you're just on the bandwagon, but you don't know how to actually support these people. You don't understand what's actually going on inside their minds. It fucking hits different when you're training to be the best in the world. And we get a glimpse of it every day with Jess. You know, our, 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 our training partner is training to be the best in the world. She was fourth last year. She was sixth this year. Quite frank, I think six is, is, is vastly underperforming for her, and she does too. And so yeah. I hold her to this standard. Mm-hmm. I can relate to it, not because of myself, but because I've been around greatness so many times. I was fortunate enough to watch Urban Meyer coach a football practice. I was fortunate enough to watch Urban Meyer speak to his team. Urban Meyer was trying to be the best in the world. And he accomplished it there for a short amount of time. The mentality is different when you're trained to be the best in the world. And I think one thing that you can take away from that, if you're never trained to be the best in the world, 
the best in the world can never be in their own way. Every single day, they can't just take one step forward. They have to take leaps forward because their, their level of competition is different than anything you can probably relate to. And honestly, you know, I, I feel like just this year, I'm kind of, you know, the, this, this, um, I guess not calendar year, this competition year, you know, I was nominated to be one of the best coaches to be the best bodybuilding coach in the world. It's top eight. Like the people I'm competing against. Oh, I've take strides every day. Mm -hmm. yep. It's not steps anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to take leaps forward every single day as Especially a Especially when you look at how much, how much far ahead they are than you. Yeah, in age. You, in age, I'm yeah. The like they have a years, lot more yeah. time under the books, under yeah. the bar, just under yeah. under everything. You have yeah. you have to make up substantially. And you have to make up that ground. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able you have to be able to hold yourself to the standard every single day. Right? That doesn't matter. The age doesn't matter. It just no. is the best. It, it, it does not. You I can, promise you it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can work harder. Old, yeah. I, I think I said on the podcast for dude, I hate when you guys are like, wow, you're only 27. No, 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 no. What I've experienced in 27 I'm the years. the best. Yeah. Yeah. What I've experienced in 27 years, most people don't experience their whole life. I'm, again, I'm not saying I've had this worst fucking life or anything like that. Right. I'm just saying I've experienced some shit. Like, I've been through some shit. I'm training to have the best podcast in the world. I, I don't want it to be. Call her daddy. I don't want it to be Joe Rogan. I don't want it to be the, um, there's some crime one that's way up there. No, I want it to be grow or die. And so when you're attacking every single day, you know, with that, I just can't get in my way. And you guys, I, I want that to be the take home message is don't get in your fucking way because right now you are right now. I mean, Brandon and Megan are both still learning it and I'm still learning it too. Every single day, although I think I'm getting close to mastering it, stay out of your fucking way. What you are capable of is so far powerful beyond measure. And I want you to understand that I don't just say that as some cliche slogan thing to leave you with motivation. I say that as a sense of belief that I work with a lot of people from a lot of backgrounds with a lot of different talents and capabilities. And I believe that a majority of people are inherently unique and special internally, but most of you hide it from yourself because you just fucking keep it locked away because you cannot get out of your own fucking way. So think about that. Apply that. Megan, how does it feel to be on the Grow or Die podcast? Pretty fucking cool, huh? Yeah, I hope to have you back soon. I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really good. I'm really happy that I was able to get on here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We should uh, We should definitely. Well, thanks to whoever put that in the Q&A. I was like, uh, that's that's a great fucking point. Why is it? Was actually, it was actually in there multiple times. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I assume we'll have you back on at some point. I don't know. Guess you just gotta keep leveling up. And 124 more episodes. 124 more. Yeah. See you guys at 300. Yeah, literally two. Hopefully a million reviews by then. Rate it five stars. Yeah, dude. Let's fucking hope. But seriously, please rate us five stars. Please share us. Leave us a review if you love us. It's always such a pleasure talking to you guys. Megan, thank you for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon. I'll see you next time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.